You are listening to Siren Radio. It is Thursday. It's coming up to four o'clock on the 7th of October. Why do I give you that information? Well, you could be listening to this as it's broadcast on Siren or on repeat on Saturday morning, or indeed listening on our Podbean site, which you can either find through the website or going to sirenradio.podbean.com. Either way, my intense excitement is the fact we missed last week because I was elsewhere it's time now to open the door and see if the magic works to connect us person to person with the man cave in la and bruce k rosenblum are you there bruce k rosenblum is here he's in the house he's in the man cave termite free i might <laughs> well yes we we <laughs> might we might get around to talk about termites we are definitely going to get to ter- talk about dodgers and we're going to have gummies part two That's all to come in the next, uh, well, half an hour or so. But we're seeing in this country some big stuff that you're running out of money in the US and your debt ceiling is through the roof and it's all falling apart. And will the last person out turn the lights off? Yeah, I'm going to throw you a curveball really quickly. I want to start off on something else really quickly and then we'll get to the debt ceiling. Um, And I I failed to mention to you, just to you, just a few seconds ago, um, my daughter's... um, Grandmother-in-law, Claire Whitaker, who they affectionately called Grammy O, um, passed away at the age of 94. But the, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about that, and I want to send my condolences to the family, but she passed away in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And she was a, um, a, an Emmy Award winning writer back in the days of the show called The Waltons. Remember that? Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. She was a heavyweight writer in the entertainment industry. And she moved to Santa Fe when she retired. And she um, was just into the arts and into the people and just loved it there. But she passed away. And she, her last wishes was she wanted to be buried in Utah with where her family is from. So um, Jillian's father-in-law was one of her sons. And he passed away from ALS, neurotrophic uh, lateral sclerosis, to Lou Gehrig disease, about 16 years ago. And um, so, but the remaining, his remaining siblings, they went to Santa Fe and they collected her body. They put her in a a wicker casket and they drove her from Santa Fe, New Mexico. They went on a road trip with her to um, St. George, Utah. And they documented it on Facebook. And they went to all the places that she loved, stopped off and, uh, and, and, they went to restaurants that she loved and they went in and had a meal while somebody sat in the car with her and they, and they went on this, this road trip with her. And it was, it was really unbelievable. And it was such a wonderful, you know, at first it sounded kind of morbid, but as we kept following them, it kept getting really, you know, more beautiful by the day. And so um, they are, they finally arrived in Utah and the, the, the funeral I believe is today. Jillian and her husband Seth they, and the baby they drove they drove from here they left the other morning met up with everybody but I just wanted to just you know send my condolences and what a wonderful life and what a wonderful human being that she was and anyway. what and what an extraordinary um, epitaph if you like um, I I have the feeling that in this country you would not be and that's the UK you would not be allowed to do that and I it's just an absolutely stunning idea so again. 
we send our condolences. But um, I'm sure many people listening will say, wow, that's a real connection with something that became a really keynote series in the UK, the Waltons, including the bit right at the end, say, say goodnight, John boy, as the, all the lights <laughs> went out on the yeah. house. Yeah, who, who didn't grow up with that? Absolutely. Oh, what a fantastic story. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you for throwing the curveball. No oh, problem yeah. at all. Um, Meanwhile, back in the, uh, the, the back land of the living. States, yeah, meanwhile, we're back where we are, um, the United States is facing what most everybody in any part of the world are, are facing, is, you know, how do you pay your bills? And um, so it's time again to, to talk about funding the government so that we can keep it open and pay people and pay, you know, get services done. Um, you know, they, they certainly raised the debt ceiling to do that a few times under Donald Trump and Democrats and you know had no problem joining in and, and making sure that it got done, but for some reason you know we have an October 18th deadline I guess before we default on our loans, and Republicans decided they don't they don't think that they want to be a part of it and the Democrats should go it alone and you know and it's like you have to be kidding me I mean the two parties can't come together to you know raise the debt ceiling so we can you know fund the government and keep the country going without crashing the stock markets and causing all sorts of inflationary backlash. And, and, um, and so it was getting, it was getting pretty serious. And then uh, all of a sudden out of the blue, um, a minority Senate minority leader, Mitch McConnell publicly floats two potential options to avert a default. So Republicans as a whole are out there, you know, being opposed to this, you know, handling of the debt ceiling problem, but now, McConnell's sudden willingness to find a solution is, seems to be an interesting development, you know. And you know, I had lunch with a friend of mine the other day and said, like, what's the end game here? I mean, I don't understand this. I mean, you know, it, do these two parties hate each other that much that they can't work together? And it, 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 he, my friend just said, you know, look, it's it's gonna come down to the end, and all of a sudden they're gonna do a deal because nobody wants to to send the stock market reeling and send the country into a tailspin, you know, something will happen. And Apparently last night, McConnell said talks were underway to finish a deal to extend the, uh, the debt ceiling for a couple of months. Uh, Democratic leaders have expressed favor for this method since it would allow them to continue to work with President Biden's uh, economic agenda without the risk of financial ruin. But it's, and apparently Schumer and McConnell have said that, um, and, and reports that are popping up on my phone keep saying that that, that talks are, are, are positive and they're going in the right direction and, you know, the stock markets are behaving very positive, so the, the Wall Street must see uh, that there's going to be a positive outcome to this. But it's just another it's just another distraction. I mean, everything you know, you think Republicans can do to distract Biden, you know, as if he doesn't have enough distractions of his own within his own party. Mm. It's crazy, because once this is finished, then they got to get back to the infrastructure bill, which which passed the Senate, I believe, with the 1.5 trillion dollar price tag. But when going back to the House, now progressives in the House are saying they're not going to vote for it um, unless um, a whole bunch of other stuff comes along with it. And they want the $3.5 trillion budget infrastructure bill to pass. Um, but there are moderate Democrats um, like Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema from Arizona, Manchin, West Virginia, who are putting the kibosh on that saying, you know, they don't want, you know, they don't want a big price tag on the infrastructure bill. You know, they, they originally were, were standing firm with 1.5 trillion. I think may end up close to 2 trillion when it's all said and done. But you know, there's got to be some give and take because what the progressives are really doing is they're going to ultimately end up you know, hurting Biden. 
but Biden needs to get to take, you know, take a stronger stance with some of these progressives as well. Um, you know, and because what's happening is that infighting does not look good, especially as the 2022 um, uh, election approaches and then getting ready for the 2024, the presidential election. All this stuff just, you know, looks like, you know, the left doesn't know what, the, you know, no, no political pun intended here, but what the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing here. And uh, the Democrats need to get uh, to get, you know, in, uh, in sync with one another and rather than, you know, just having this infighting uh, displayed day after day in the American public. And so we'll, we'll see where all this goes, but it looks like the, the debt ceiling issue will be handled. Market is behaving positively today as a result of that. And then hopefully they can get this. I mean, who doesn't want the infrastructure built to, to pass? Who doesn't want job creation? Who doesn't want green energy, creating um, charging stations for cars, repairing roads and bridges? There'll be so many good union jobs that'll be created around the country. There's so much, there's so much that needs to be done in this country. And there's been a lot of talk about infrastructure, but nothing's been done. And now we're on the cusp of finally getting something going, and it's becoming you know, political football. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm almost of the mindset. It's like, who cares what the price tag is? Just get is, on with you know? it. Yeah. Just get on with it already. I mean, you don't really, you really never feel it that much, to be honest with you. But, yeah. And of course, you, you were saying about the distractions that are going on. Of course, COVID is still a distraction. And I think you've got some information about the Pfizer jab. Yeah. Uh, COVID is still, um, you know, raging in this country. It's not going away anytime soon. Um, it's mainly hitting now. Uh, hospital beds. Are, well, first of all, we're seeing some downticks in this country, particularly in California. We're seeing a real, real downtrends now. <clears throat> so, um, but we have, we have some you know, um, vaccine vaccine mandates where you have to show proof of vaccination now to in order to attend uh, large gatherings and such. So we'll see how how that gets enforced and how that plays out. Like like stadiums full of people will have to before they get into the stadium that they've been vaccinated or have negative COVID tests. But yeah, but it's still a problem here. Vaccinations are still an issue. Um, why is beyond me when um, we've had uh, breakouts of smallpox in this country you know, years and years ago. Um, we've had breakouts of polio in this country years ago. And when vaccines were created for those, for those diseases, people you know, lined up and, and, and did what they needed to do and then, and then they moved on. But this, the COVID vaccines um, seem to have become, well, they were made, it was made into a political football and, and it continues to have political overtones. Um, a lot of the unvaccinated are in red states versus blue states. And, and now the trends that we're seeing where the, the most cases are, are cases in, in those red states where people have not gotten vaccinated, they're the ones getting it. And younger people now are starting to get it, and children are starting to get it, and even more importantly. And and so, you know, dealing with this has been a very delicate uh, line to walk um, for both you know, national and local, uh, on both the national and local level. But Pfizer's uh, two published studies uh, from Pfizer confirm that the immune protection offered by the two doses of Pfizer drops off after about two or three months, mm. um, but they say protection against severe disease, hospitalization and death remain strong. Um, so you know, booster shots of Pfizer's vaccine now can officially be administered. And as a matter of fact, Jackie and I had ours and a lot of our friends have already had theirs as well. But now the 
because the booster is out there, the country is even facing a, a, a newer, they're calling a conundrum. You know, more people are getting booster shots than first time vaccinations, meaning there's still a gaping hole in the vaccination rate. So overall, uh, COVID hospitalizations and deaths have decreased in the last week or two. Um, persistent vaccine hesitancy and opposition to vaccine or mask mandates have created ugly scenes in both local politics and among the healthcare community and presenting major hurdles for the pandemic recovery. So, I mean, this country, you know, the people in this country can't seem to get their proverbial heads out of their proverbial you-know-whats. Absolutely. Do the right thing to protect not only your friends and family, but yourself. Mm. You know, and, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't get it. I mean, the, the, I keep hearing, you know, it's, uh, you know, my religion, it's my religious beliefs that, um, I, that I shouldn't get a vaccine. But, I mean, you come from uh, a spiritual family. And, and is there anywhere in the Bible that says that you shouldn't put a, va- you know, you can't get a vaccine? I um, is that always, even an issue. In the, what is that even an issue when the Bible was written? I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't think it was. And of course, the thing is, um, quite a lot of people um, try and retrofit what's said in the Bible, either the Old Testament, which of course y- you espouse, and me as a Christian espousing both the Old and the New Testament. Um, but I think you you actually also have to take a, a real time, real day now look at it, and it's almost like saying, well, what would Jesus do? And he would obviously be looking to support everybody and communities and if getting a vaccine supports a community irrespective of what interpretation you've had in the past maybe things do need to change and you need to go with it but there are brighter and cleverer people than me and I'm just trying to get what my dad would have said because my dad was a a priest in the Anglican church in the UK so I'm just trying to think what would he say and I think he might have said almost but much more succinctly what I've just said Look at it from where you are now and use the and be informed by the Gospels and the Old Testament, but actually react now to what is going on in the real world around you, because that's where Jesus was. And that's where, of course, all the prophets were um, in the Old Testament um, for the Jewish faith. Yeah, no, I, your father was a smart man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and as are you. I mean, you're, yeah. it runs in your family. Uh, <laughs> I'm damned by faint praise. Anyway, um, talking about drugs and medication, we need well, to ask about your knee and the huge um, impact that the something you told us a couple of weeks ago has had on several people, um, in, which was the use of medicinal gummies. Yes. Well, well, also, but one of the things I wanted to add into our conversation was that um, a place that's near and dear to you and I, the Ronald Reagan Museum and Library. Oh, yes. They do. Um, <clears throat> they have a, like a, a featured speaker series up there, and they had uh, they've had a lot of the uh, people who were in the news lately. And Mike Pompeo spoke not too long ago. So people like you know very heavyweight people show up. Well, Nikki Haley was up there last week, and um, I think she's planning uh, a run for to run for president in 2024. So she's starting to you know plant some flags in the ground or whatever, throw a hat in the ring or whatever she's going to do. Um, She's out there trying to separate herself from Trump, you know, and, and she had a whole group of um, people up there who are looking to get back to traditional Republican values. And, you know, quite honestly, who knows what traditional Republican values are anymore, but then again, who knows what traditional Democratic values are anymore <laughs> either. But um, so, you know, be fair to both sides. But you know, 
So our, our friends from Starbucks went up there to listen to her because you know, they're, oh, Nikki Haley, she's going to be, she's, she's a great candidate. But I, I find her somewhat despicable. And as someone who would keep an open mind on a Republican, the right character, and we've spoken about Adam Kinziger before from Illinois, who I think is uh, an upstanding human being, Republican, but you know, I, I, could, I could align myself with someone like that. But Nikki Haley's remarks at the beginning up there she, she pretty much came out and slammed Democrats and said that Democrats hold the White House and the majorities in both the House of Representatives and the Senate have given up on America as a colorblind society. They've seen America's flaws as more profound than its strengths. They deny the massive progress we've made and they punish anyone who disagrees. Haley has said that they are quick to praise those who attack America and eager to attack those who praise America. And uh, she said a large portion of our people are plagued by self-doubt or even by hatred of America. And she's pretty much you know, pointing the finger at Democrats and basically saying that Democrats don't care about America. <clears throat> and I find that totally, uh, I, totally point of view to have. I think it's a despicable, disappointing point of view. And I could never get behind her as someone of character because she doesn't get the nomination and Trump decides to run. I think she'd be right back in his corner. I can't imagine you know, saying that in public. How can you say that 75 million Democratic votes went to Biden? And, and, and because they, they believed in America and they believed in a better way. They believed in um, democracy, not someone that tried to overturn our democracy. They believe in America and building for America, not just believing in someone whose only interest in the presidency is a self-serving one. Mm. And, you know, and I find that I would, and if I would have been there with them, if I would have gone with Stephen Kim to, to that speech, I think I would have jumped out of my seat and called, and I would have been insulted for my friends and family members who fought in World War I and World War II were medal, were, were medal winners and, and gave their lives uh, to defend our democracy in our country. How dare she say that? How dare she do that? I mean, there are Democrats who are fire chiefs and police captains who solve crimes and save people's lives every day. They do care. We do care about America. To make a blanket statement like that, I think, is irresponsible and, and just just stupid. And um, so I've it's uh, not on my list of anybody to follow, but you know, I can't, you know, it, it's just that's the kind of stuff that we hear and dealing with in this country now. You, know, you can't come up with a with a, an original thought and an original. You always have to kind of play the woulda, coulda, shoulda, and the blame game, you know, and then make a blanket statement that Democrats don't care about America. I mean, come on, there's, a, there's many people on the Republican side who have feelings about this country the same way as some Democrats do, and, and, and rightly so, because the country has, you know, under the last number of years, has, has really seen some horrible things happen. And um, if you want to, you know, you want to unify and build and move forward together, then, then, then preach that message. But don't, don't be, you know, saying one party doesn't care about the country and the other one does. That's, that's just stupid and, and ignorant in my opinion. But anyway, that's my, that's my comment. Okay. So let's, let's move on to these super gummies because you went to the shop apparently to restock these special um, chewy things that give you relief because of the knee and the things of uh, stopping you having a decent <laughs> night's sleep. Well, we have this friend, her name is Plan, former Dodger baseball player. And she had her knee done by the same surgeon as me three months before. So she's been kind of like my, my, my check, you know, my checkpoint. You know, it's like, 
where were you at at one month, two months, three months? So yesterday we went walking and we were comparing notes about, you know, how difficult it is to find a comfortable position to sleep in at night mm-hmm. or you, your leg swells up during the day at the end of the day um, after using it, you know, overuse, I guess, overuse. Anyway, so she said, but you, what you can't do is you can't take the opioids. You can't take the prescription drugs, the painkillers. I shall get hooked on those. And, and it's, and it's not a good outcome. And I said, well, what do you suggest? And she says, you gotta go, you gotta go to the, to the, uh, to the, uh, to the CB, CBV store. You gotta get the, the cannabis gummies. And I said, what are you talking about? And she said, she says, have you not done this before? It's the best. They have all different kinds. They have kinds for pain. They have stuff for <laughs> put you to sleep. They have, you can get a, you can get a thumb for anxiety. I said, Oh, come on. I said, you can't be serious. She said, I'm going to bring some over and we're going to try one. So I tried them and I have to say, um, it works. It works. It, it's, um, and it's, you know, it's, it's almost like a, it, you take it, it hit me about two hours in after I took it and I had a beautiful night's sleep. So I used up the batch that she gave me. And the other day when we were coming home from, uh, uh, my birthday breakfast out at the beach, we stopped off at the store that she told me to go to. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I, what, what I pictured in my mind was so different than what we ended up seeing. I, I pictured like, you know, like this little you know, hole in the wall back door thing where, you know, you knock three times and somebody opens it up <laughs> and cash and you get, no, this is like going to Harrods okay, in this department store with every different kind and it's as upscale and, and as beautiful as a Tiffany or any any upscale store you would ever walk into. And they've got every different kind of gummy, every different flavor. You need one for sleeping, they got it for sleeping. You need one for pain, they got it for pain. You need one for pain and sleeping, they got one for they got it for everything. It's, it's an all cash business. You don't take credit cards. The government, the federal government will allow, won't allow them. So it's all, it's all cash. And it's like an armored fortress. There's security everywhere. <laughs> Once we got inside, it was really pleasant. You know, I, I ended up, I, I, I got a couple of different kinds um, because, the, you know, depending on, you know, on what you get, you know, the, the taste can be horrid or it can be actually pleasant. So I, I ended up getting a couple different brands. I, I got her, a, I repaid her which, with much for what she got me. And then I bought a couple of packs. I got, um, my favorite one now is the one that induces sleep within five to 15 minutes. And it's a strawberry margarita flavor. <laughs> and, uh, and I have to say, you know, uh, my kids are having a field day with this, you know, um, the, the, the name, they renamed our, our family chat to daddy loves me. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, but then they've been giving me a lot of grief about this, but I have to tell you, it, it does, you know, when my leg gets uncomfortable at night and I cannot sleep, I'm tossing and turning. Um, it's it's all pretty much natural. <clears throat> I don't think there's anything really addictive about it, and and I, it does you know help me fall asleep and and, and make me feel better. Excellent. And as soon as this you know I can get past the next you know, couple of a month or two, and I can start getting my leg back to normal, which it seems where it's kind of headed right now. Good. I'll be able. I'll be able to move on from. But but the other thing that is keeping you awake and giving you angst is your 
favourite baseball team, the Dodgers, who um, are, are tripping in the last couple of weeks and stumbling and perhaps won't make it through to um, being the champions again? Well, um, I have to tell you, you're absolutely wrong, my friend. That's even Last better. Last night, the Dodgers played in the wild card and won. Excellent. And they are moving into the postseason now. And it was it was pretty crazy. They, you know, we weren't on last week, but they ended up winning like all like 18 out of 19 of their last remaining games. They were within one game of the San Francisco Giants. The San Francisco Giants and the Dodgers are both in the same division, and they both had the best records in baseball. The Giants had 107 wins. The Dodgers ended up with 106. So the, Dodge, so the Giants won the division. They were in the postseason. They're one of the four teams that will compete to get to the World Series. The Dodgers had, because they came in second, but they had the second, the best record in baseball, had to play a team with the next best record for that fourth spot. Talked about that. And they ended up playing the St. Louis Cardinals. Who Every time they played the Cardinals in the postseason, the Cardinals have won. But not last night. Last night was one of the best games we've seen in a long time. And this morning, the city of Los Angeles is absolutely rocking. The game was the, the, the game started out the first inning, the Cardinals scored. It was one to nothing. As we've talked about. And in the fourth inning, uh, one of the Dodgers stars, Justin Turner, hit a home run and tied the game. It was one to one until the ninth inning. The ninth inning. The Dodgers came up, get, um, you know, you get three outs. The, the, the first guy got, got up. Um, he, he walked. Was, uh, our, our, our best, one of our better players, Cody Bellinger. The pitcher came up after that and laid down a little bunt to move him over. It's when the pitcher just kind of taps the ball with the bat. And um, the runner, you know, to try to advance the runner to, second, to the second base, which he did successfully. So there was one out. And then the next guy that came up, I guess, made an out. Uh, yeah, he made an out. So there was two outs, bottom of the ninth inning, and man on second base. All we need is a, is a hit, just a, a base hit to win the game. And they send up a guy named Chris Taylor. Now, Chris Taylor has been stud for the Dodgers all year, except that in his last 72 at-bats, he only had eight hits. Oh, dear. So the odds, the odds against him winning the game were pretty slim. So he uh, gets up to the plate and hits a home run, wins the game in what they call <sighs> walk-off fashion. Oh, he wow. Ball, he almost hit the ball out of the stadium. Good grief. And it was unbelievable. I mean, it was just – it came out of nowhere. You know, and after the game was already almost, you know, getting into five hours. And um, it was a long, long, <laughs> the grueling game, and the Dodgers ended up winning. So now <clears throat> the Dodgers have to fly up to San Francisco, and they have a best three out of five series in round one against the San Francisco Giants. And um, the other game is. Uh, the Atlanta Braves will be playing. I don't know who they're going to be playing. They're playing uh, somebody else, and then the winner. 
there for the right to go to the World Series to play the, the team that makes it from the American League. So, so they are still so, in the game, as we say. Oh, they are in the game. They got momentum on their side right now. Everybody's feeling good. First game is the next. The first game of the, um, the postseason playoffs are Friday night in San Francisco. They play two in San Francisco, then they come to L.A. for two, and then if a game five is needed, they go back up to San Francisco. Oh. It, it couldn't be any more exciting, could it, really? No, you couldn't have, you couldn't have scripted this any better. No, I mean, brilliant. the only thing that would have been better <clears throat> is that the Dodgers picked up a player named Albert Pujols, and he's a 20-year veteran, and he played most of his career for the St. Louis Cardinals. And he's a, he's a shoe-in for the Baseball Hall of Fame after he retires, which will probably be this year. When the Dodgers played in St. Louis a couple of weeks ago, he hit a home run in his first at-bat against the Cardinals. And they love him there. And they gave him a standing ovation. It was unbelievable. Last night, in the ninth inning, to, to start off the game, start off the inning, I guess. Um, I guess it, yeah, I guess he was the first out of the inning before Cody got his walk. Uh, Albert came up to hit, and everybody was saying, could you imagine if Albert Pujols hits a home run, win the game against his former team? And um, he got close. He hit the ball really well, but he made an out. But the most unlikely of, of, of scenarios took place with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, and as every American baseball Dream. kid growing up dreams about. Yeah. It's almost like if you were growing up in, in England, right? in that big soccer match and um all of a sudden you know you see the time on the clock is running out and it's you, know, you got five four three two one and then somebody takes that shot on goal and makes it yeah win the game it's that same feeling it's like you know you want to be in the bottom of the ninth that with the base is loaded and you have that one at bat and you win the game and that, that's basically it was a dream come it was a dream scenario for him I, we can all feel you smiling with Great pride and excitement. And we keep our fingers crossed that the uh, the best of five or maybe the best of four, as it will be, will go the Dodgers way. Can we say a really big thank you for coming back this week's and uh, all your lovely stories? We're still thinking about the, the multiple gummies. Um, I have discovered a bit of research that something similar is available in the UK, but I don't think the shop is anything like you've just described it. So Bruce K. Rosenblum, thank you so much indeed for spending time with us here on Siren Radio. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Andrew. I, 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 as you know, I enjoy talking to you and I enjoy being part of the Siren family. And uh, everybody stay safe and healthy. And I look forward to speaking again next week. We'll have an update on our Dodgers. Uh, see where they, by, by this time next week, we should know where they're headed.